If I die young, bury me in satin, lay me down on a bed of roses, sink me in the river at dawn, send me away with the words of a love song. Oh, 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 oh. Naya Marie Rivera. She touched millions of Glee viewers all around the world through her incredible performance as Santana Lopez. From 2009 until 2015, fans tuned in to watch her sing, dance, act, and become a trailblazer for both the Latinx and the queer communities. Through her portrayal of Santana, Naya gave many fans representation of themselves in the primetime television media. Tragically, the world lost one of the brightest stars on July 8th, 2020. This podcast episode is a tribute to the legend that is Naya Rivera. It was created through pain and grief from her tragic loss, as well as an immense love and appreciation we have for her, for Santana, and for Glee in general. It will be a series of interviews and audio diaries detailing her legacy and what she has meant to many. Please do not listen to this episode if you feel it would not be good for your mental health or if you don't think you'd get anything out of this discussion. Trust yourself and tune in only if you feel you want to. Naya, we love you forever and always. Little darling, it's been a long, cold, lonely winter. Welcome back, everyone. Here we have Miss Goldie Pohl here. Um, Goldie, do you want to give a little introduction before we get into what Naya Rivera means to you? Sure. Um, I'm 27. I'm Canadian. I'm gay, and I'm a video editor. Nice. Yes. Goldie's a dear, dear friend. Um, So, yeah, I guess just broadly, um, how have you been this week with the news about Naya Rivera and her ultimate passing? in Lake Peru? So it's been very terrible for a number of reasons. Um, You know, maybe I just go through the basic one first. Uh, Like, I didn't know people could do that in a lake. I I didn't know anything about it. And I'm from Vancouver, which is right on the ocean. Uh, Knew the ocean was dangerous, but I went to summer camp on lakes. So did my father, so did my sister, so did my brother, so did my cousin. Every single one of them was like, wait, I don't understand. Like, should I swim? Because none of us knew was, this was a possibility. That this, and I, I know it is now because I Googled it and everything. I did my research and I understand that lakes are much more dangerous than any of us understood. But it's a really terrible and tragic accident. And that really sucks. And the other part, the more and terrible part is that Naya Rivera did play a character on Glee that meant a lot to me, but she also fought for that character. It's been very, very clear for years 
that she, along with uh, Heather Horace, who plays Brittany Harris, uh, fought to make sure that that storyline, that the queer women's storyline on Glee was not just a joke, that it meant something real, that it was really important, and that we should be thrown under the bus as a punchline. And no matter what their motivations were or whatever, they just wanted, and it doesn't seem like anybody had any bad motivations for it, it or, you know, even just like, oh, we want more screen time. It seemed like it, it always has seemed like they really did care, especially Naya. And that is what's so hard to process, I think, that somebody who cared so much about us, that created this character, that meant so much to so many of us, that made it so much better for so, so many people, just dies in a really weird and tragic accident. Yeah, and like you said about the lake, I have no reason to believe that there was anything but ignorance on her part, that she probably thought like you, that lakes were safe. And it's really frustrating that this has happened before in that lake around that area and um it's just so deeply upsetting that there were no signs there was nothing to um indicate that they've been so. petitioning for signs for years apparently and none have ever been put up i've never seen signs like that around any lake and yeah. especially this lake which appears to have been specifically very deep and very dangerous and had i don't know tide something i don't understand why they wouldn't let just people put signs up it's it's really unfortunate and um i don't know what the best way to say this is but it is a little beautiful that her last moments were to save her son's life because according to all the posts like being a mother was number one and i feel like she's at peace with the fact that even if she's not here, her last moment was to save her child. That is wonderful and that's great. And that's probably the only saving grace. That's the only situation. solace I find in the Because situation. otherwise it's like, there were so many ways that this could have gone better that are not on her. That based on institutionalized lack of caring about doing easy bureaucratic stuff like putting up signs, this strategy had to happen. I don't even think this was the first time this sort of situation had happened in that lake, right? Like this, was it the same lake with that other guy? In the yeah, there was recently, I don't know how recent, but um, it came to light that there was a father who passed away saving his daughter in the same lake, um, similar area too. Yeah, and it's just, this could have been prevented both times. It very much could have, and that's the frustrating part, that it's taking this accident to hopefully enact change. Oh. Yeah. Um, moving towards Santana and what she meant to you, other than Naya's incredible portrayal, what does the character of Santana Lopez mean to you, and where were you, like, what was your perception of her when the character first came out, and then obviously looking back on her now? So I think the show started my last year of high school. So the coming out bits didn't start till I was in university, uh, which I think I told you about this earlier. Some of my friends and I have talked about for years that it would be super awesome if we were like a year to a year and a half younger, that that would have made 
so many different things easier because the journey of her coming out, her admitting her love for Britney, of her dealing with her family, meant so much. There were so there were no characters who were young and queer and coming out on TV like that. There was like the L word. Yeah, there was Survivor Vanuatu, and that's kind of everything I can think of growing up where it was women. And I know that, and I'm sure you're talking to people who more specifically can talk about the Latinx and Afro-Latinx yeah. production. Yeah, because as a white woman, I can't speak to that as much other than like being generally different. But it meant so much to see a queer storyline, a young queer storyline on TV that didn't have an unhappy ending. Nobody died on the show, you know? They got married at the end. <laughs> yeah. A really gay double wedding. I mean, I actually, I wrote a paper my second, first year of university on LGBTQ representations on Friends versus Ugly. And this must have been right as the coming up stuff was happening with Santana and Brittany. Because I remember writing about how it was still developing with Santana and Brittany, but we'd seen it with her. Um, yeah. How much it had evolved since Friends, where every single gay character was the butt of a joke. Every single time. And that's just so wonderful because there's only about a six year gap between Friends and Glee. And I mean, I recently rewatched New Girl and there are so many gay jokes on that. And that show was after And it's just, Santana Lopez was so important because she was like a real person. But she was. you could see her and oh my God, the singing. The singing. Ugh. Burn away a star and just the amount of talent that woman had. So much talent. Oh my God. And like, I don't even think I could like listen to her singing. I like listened to some of the YouTube videos like a couple of days ago and she like sobbed hysterically. It was just such a mess. And you know, I don't think anybody wants that of like because it was so joyful. Except for like rumor has it someone like you, which is like very very sad. The songs are so joyful and passionate and wonderful. And she put her all into them, and you can see it. And like you said, she fought for her role. Um, you can clearly see that she had to fight for a voice and a spot to sing. Like she didn't. She wasn't one of those early characters that was guaranteed even a second season even a main role she was a main role in the second season but she was supporting throughout the first season and really rose in the second half of that first season to get the solos to get the moments she was very much a background character that first season absolutely and so is Brittany, and so is matt and only two of those made them through yeah yeah and mike ching yeah and mike ching as well yeah he didn't ever get a ton of screen time, but he didn't. So. But um, he, he, yeah, they like did not care for their background characters. Um, Dijon Talton, he like left the show after the first season, and yeah. it wasn't guaranteed that in another universe we wouldn't have Santana or Brittany. Yeah, but in, at least we had them. Yeah, and I'm so grateful that she fought for them. Um, I don't want this to be completely just focused on sadness even though it is a very tragic thing but like what songs of hers brought you the most joy either songs moments like what about her always makes you smile oh my god valerie 
amazing song and that was like one of her first like big solos uh every single time she like screamed at everybody like or like fought lauren zeises that was so good oh god uh there's so many other things jeez like the weird like feud with Brit uh not britney uh becky like i love that feud that um Another one that comes to mind is her season six, the like the back seasons of Glee were not my favorites, but Santana always sh shined in them. Um, that monologue on the Christmas store um, where she, Kurt and Rachel are Santa Claus, Santa's helpers, and she just talks to all the children and she's just terribly mean to them. <laughs> like one of the kids is like, your dad needs to get some dental insurance because you need to fix that grill. Uh, it was like classic Santana moments or when she like she and Britney get engaged and she goes on this one minute monologue at Kurt telling him why he and Blaine broke up because he's utterly utterly insufferable and oh my God. Just, she and Sue Sylvester just had fantastic dialogue that as the show went on incorporated more of their characters and their personalities in from the actor um but just like you said the lines so funny the she was a scene stealer by every which way do you remember when she just randomly decided to be the uh backup person for rachel on broadway the pettiness <laughs> popped out so good and honestly i i know this has been debated over the years but my favorite version of don't rain on my parade was santana's, santana's. agreed yeah. uh <laughs> say it louder for the people in the back um but for me personally one of my favorites that i always go back to and i know this has been like on every single glee list but smooth criminal with uh, grant gustin oh yeah that was great with two cellos also um and then there she has so many good ones i love gloria in season five uh mine in season four um landslide landslide that's so do you want to speak about that moment? Because that was really the episode that, that was the moment that the audience really kind of understood her journey. Yeah, that was so incredible and so powerful, especially because you didn't really know for sure until that point if it was going to be a joke or not. Like, not for sure, because they could have still gone back on it. Other shows have, other shows will again. But that was a point when you knew they weren't going to turn away from this. They were going to make it real. And it was so incredible. And it was also different because Kurt had been clearly gay the whole time. Like, in a very specific way. And that doesn't mean Kurt's not a great character. And that doesn't mean that uh, Chris Colfer isn't very, very talented. He is. Seems to be a very wonderful person. But there are a lot of Kurt-like characters on TV. There's no Santa's. And there's not really, there's no Britney's either. I'm not really sure why Gwyneth Paltrow was there, but she was good too. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I love, um, yeah, and from a lot, I've read a lot of articles and like lists and Twitter threads and Instagram posts about what Santana means. And I have come back to the fact that like, even when there were queer women on television before, many of them weren't traditionally femme. And Santana also opened that avenue as like one of the trailblazers in that 
depiction and so because there are a lot of women who didn't see themselves in previous queer and lesbian women on tv besides yeah definitely and i mean i also think some of the previous queer and lesbian women on tv and i can mostly just think of the l word which i didn't get through until I took lesbian studies my fourth year of college because I couldn't get past the first episode. And it's not, there's, there are femme characters on the show. They're just very murdery and terrible in the show. Um, but that's a specific thing, I think. Shows like The L Word, that's a specific subculture, and that subculture exists, and there are people like that in real life, and there's no problem with that. Like, but that isn't most people. Most people don't mostly relate as this is all of me. And it's not that that's true of the show either, but it was a large part of the show that people identified on that show as basically just lesbians, unless they were a kid or whatever. And they didn't really do all that much else except for have sex with girls and I think Shane cut hair. And that was kind of it. And that wasn't all of Santana. Santana had way more yelling at people and doing other stuff and whatever it was. I did always think she should have gone to college, but I mean, she did for a hot minute, but (laughs) yeah. Um, And the thing that um, I read this week, I'm not going to be able to summarize it adequately, but it was basically um, that Santana it was an aspect of her personality, but it wasn't it. They, she really had layers. Like you mentioned her being Latinx and that was also part of her, but as a whole, she was just a young girl going through life and she just brought some identity aspects to people. Yeah, she was also like kind of a douchebag and like wanted to make people feel bad sometimes, but she was like super loyal and really cared about the people she cared about. And sometimes did really dumb stuff, but, or like, you know, like in Smooth Criminal, the thing with the boob tape or whatever, she was like super sneaky. Yeah. Yeah, that was, right? Yeah, she she recorded a tape recorder, yeah. Yeah, like there was so much to her. And I think she was much more three-dimensional than most characters on that show even. Like Rachel's pretty one-dimensional, right? Very much so. Um, and all her character development, even that she had, went away in like two episodes at the end of season five when she got it. So she was very one-dimensional. I thought Blaine became pretty one-dimensional. Like the stars were not that strong and complex, but Santana always was. Santana and Brittany, primarily. Yeah, and I think Mercedes did as much as she could have with what she was given. Yeah, or, Mercedes. Or I should say Amber Riley did as much yeah. as she could have with the character she Mercedes was given. didn't get a lot, um, but when she did have moments, she did shine. And I do think similarly with Chris Colfer um, yes. as Kurt. I think he was very multi-layered. Absolutely. And I, I do think Finn was good. Yeah, and Finn, I think a lot of his journey wasn't realized. Um, I yeah. think they had fans for him that was going to be really exciting and that's the thing that i keep coming back to is that he and santana are connected by july 13th and cory monteith um but uh one thing that i do want to mention here because i thought of it was 
one of my favorite subtle Santana storylines was her relationship with um, Dave Karofsky. Yeah, definitely. Um, that they kind of comforted each other in a way, but also were going through very different things, even though they were very tangentially connected by their storylines being so similar. Mm-hmm. Like they approached it differently. And um, I think the Born This Way episode entirely anytime they're on screen together it's just like very captivating definitely i do think they mirror each other in a lot of ways where i mean karofsky wasn't great a lot of the time i would say he was worse than santana a lot of the time but absolutely yeah he grew as well it took him a lot longer but i do think his relationship with santana is why it was easier for him to grow and then not so much. And then he had her as a friend, at least, sort of, allegedly. Yeah. The whole Kurt Blaine Karofsky love triangle that eventually happens in season six is. I totally forgot. I actually I rewatched it at like the beginning of quarantine and was like, wait, what? Yeah. There was a bear? <laughs> Sue Sylvester is a mess. Oh um, my God. So but, crazy. Yeah. And I don't remember. Do you remember if. um? in the episode that Quinn gets hit by a car and Karofsky gets outed, that did he have a scene with Santana in the hospital or no, just Kurt? I think it's just Kurt. I think, I I think, think that was a misstep. I think it should have been Santana, yeah. yeah. I think they could have had a scene with Kurt and then one with Santana even, but. I definitely um, think there should have been a scene with Santana and I think that's a failure of Ryan Murphy. Which yeah. is not the only failure, but you know. Yeah, Ryan Murphy, does struggle a lot and that's why i'm so thankful that naya rivera pushed to be on stage on screen get her storylines and like she fought for it because i could totally see ryan murphy neglecting the importance of her character and i think would have if not yeah. for her and for heather morris i don't want to just be like it was all naya just yeah. she's gone i know heather I mean, morris probably can't be good with voice. just look at the many characters that should have been staples and had more storylines but never did already tina, tina Mercedes Mike. even to an extent, Mike, um, Emma, Lawrence Isis, all of these people should have had more screen time. Um, but yeah, do you have any kind of all-encompassing thoughts or articles that you'd recommend or anything to like help people grieve? And then any final words about this subject? Uh, I believe there were posts that were good on both Otter Straddle and the AV Club. Um, those are the ones I read, and I would say stay off of her hashtag on Twitter for the time being. Still, because uh, I haven't looked, but I've seen comments saying that people are posting some disrespectful things, and yeah. I don't think that's appropriate. Not at this time, not ever. Um, I I really agree with that, and it's really frustrating that Facebook will because. I believe that when I was in middle school and just on Facebook, I clicked Glee as a like, and now every time there's a news story, they like will tag it, and then the first comment I see is something completely disrespectful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just stay, take your own time with your mental health, because this isn't easy. This one is the most significant celebrity death that has affected me personally, and previously it was Corey Monteith, so... Yeah, I mean, Corey Montez is a big deal because he's from BC and so am I. Uh, he passed away right by my dad's office or something. That matters, but and it meant a really, really 
gave it to my sister, and it was a big deal in Canada. And I cared. Yeah. I thought he was an important character. I was really sad about what happened to him. It wasn't as personal as this. It, I, I didn't realize how much Santana, like, Santana was always my favorite for many reasons, but I, it took until this to realize just how much her character and her journey meant to not only me, but many people. Um, you mentioned a few articles earlier. I do want to shout out the Vulture, and they did a look on Songbird and what it means to, like, queer women and stuff like that. Um, that was a really like, powerful article. Um, and then, yeah, just continue to celebrate her. Like, it's really sad, but we can also do our part to remember her legacy positively because that's what it was. It was a positive, beautiful life that tragically is not with us anymore. There's no point in getting into conspiracy theories or anything like that. Uh, It's really not the place for it. Um, uh, Any final words? No, just sad. Don't, you know, quote, tweet the cast. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Feel free to make, like, tribute videos on YouTube, but don't tag the cast or whatever. Um, And continue to celebrate her life. Like, watch her performances, like we just said, because she was dynamic. Yeah. Um, And I guess I'll see you in the next portion of this podcast, but, and we'll talk to Goldie soon. you're gay what i told you that no one had to tell me first of all i saw you checking out sam's ass the other day you know you really need to be more careful with your layering i didn't i was just seeing what jeans he was wearing like that's any less gay and the songbirds keep singing like they know the score So I watched Glee for the first few seasons, and I'll be the first to say that I have my issues with the show. Um, I think there's a lot of things that they could have done better, but I've always maintained that Naya Rivera Santana was the best written character on the show. She was funny, and it was great LGBT representation, great Latinx representation, and just something different that we didn't see on TV at the time. Uh, her storyline with Heather Morris's Brittany was just really fun to watch. They were two really well-written, fun characters, and it's just such a shame what happened. And I'm so happy that fans of the show uh, and people can reflect 
back and watch your performance as Santana and just remember what a what a bright spirit she was and how much fun she was having on set. You could tell that she really enjoyed playing that character and bringing Santana to life. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We're here today with Miss Andrea. Andrea, do you want to give a quick introduction on who you are before we get to the affair, sad state of affairs that we must discuss? Yeah, sure. So, hi, guys. My name's Andrea. I know Felipe through BU. We actually had a class together freshman year, which is where we met, and then we reconnected this year through BULA. But I'm a journalism student, but I really like anything dealing Graduate. with communications. Oh, yeah, I graduated. That's so crazy. I keep telling people I'm a student, and I'm like, oh, wait, I graduated. Thanks for reminding me. But um, I'm really interested in anything film, TV. I actually did my focus in cinema media studies, which really brought out this interest for me about, like I used to love TV shows in terms of plot, but now I'm really interested in like producers and showrunners and just everything behind the scenes. That's a newfound interest for me. Yeah, and so we met, so we met in a writing 100 class and then we saw each other around, but then we really reconnected when we were in the LA program this spring slash two months that we were there before Corona hit. Yeah. We yeah. definitely bonded a lot through all of the craziness that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've like seen some crazy stuff together. Yes. Um, and then, so obviously this is continuing our discussions on the legacy and impact of Naya Rivera. So before we talk about her specifically, what's your history with Glee? So I, that was actually the first show I ever watched on Netflix and I remember being like, oh, Netflix has shows. Cause I remember it being where you ordered movies. Cause that was how it was originally. And I was like, this is so cool. But um, I watched it the summer before high school because my cousin, he's 10 years older, but he is a huge Glee fan. And he was asking me, he's like, oh, what clubs are you doing in high school? And I was like, oh, I'm a cheerleader. And he's like, oh my God, you're like Santana, you're a cheerio. I was like, what does that mean? He's like, oh, you haven't seen Glee? Like Santana's a cheerleader and they call the cheerleaders cheerios. And so I was really interested in what that was. So that's where I started watching Glee and just because of my cousin's comment. And I thought it was really cool. And it was a, in, I was actually in Guatemala for that whole summer, so I had a lot of time to watch TV, so I watched all the seasons that were on Netflix that currently, whenever I was there, and I really got into it just because it was something different than what I had seen before. Yeah, and we've bonded over the fact that Latin American Netflix is high-key the best Netflix out there. Oh my gosh, yes. I feel like Latin American Netflix updates a lot more than like Netflix in the U.S. does. Yeah. Like every time I go um, visit family, they always have so many new titles on there. And then I feel like um, shows here, sometimes they don't have all the seasons of shows, but there they always are updating quickly. 
And I feel like Latin American Netflix, I've noticed they update weekly a lot more. Like they have yeah. those shows that are like new episode every week, which is cool. Because they probably have like deals to like air the episodes on Netflix there instead. Of, yeah, just because the they don't have different. Yeah. Um, so it's actually really poignant that you said that Santana was your attraction to Glee overall. Um, and then so he mentioned that you are a Latina cheerleader obviously like Santana and how because Santana so you started early and Santana's notably not in very prominent in the first half of that first season um so what when was the first moment that Santana kind of stood out to you um was it in that first episode when you saw her in that uniform or was it um I think it was probably episode two I believe when they did like a prayer is that the name of the song I say a little prayer for you oh yeah I say a yes. little I'm thinking Madonna's like, they did that later like a virgin yeah they do a ton of Madonna like a virgin okay just not to cut you off but like a virgin is the first moment where like you notice Santana because she that, that's her first singing track mm-hmm. I feel like where she gets like some part of the song yeah and then also I don't think I mentioned this um but the summer after I actually did a choir camp because even though I'm terrible at singing no I did this in Mood. middle school before I watched Glee because um, one of my friends was doing it and the theme that year was Glee and then we did a bunch of songs from the show and then when I finally watched it a year later because I did the camp when I was in eighth grade and then like I said I started watching the show right before high school I remember being like oh we had to sing that song we had to sing that song yeah no Glee introduced me to a ton of music mm-hmm yeah um so yeah so i cut you off what what the second episode when she was singing with quinn and Brittany? yeah i thought all three of those girls were great singers but obviously she stood out to me just because um i feel like now there's a lot more representation in tv for people of color but i think like back when we were in middle school and high school it wasn't i mean there was people of color but i feel like they didn't address it like they didn't yeah. address the culture and Especially. I really liked how she was different and she was involved in everything. And even if you think about the cast, I feel like it's pretty diverse from the beginning. Yeah, especially though with like people who are Latinx, um, like that was never really discussed on television. I feel like when, at least in the shows that I watched, like I watched the only things that I had were like the George Lopez show um, mm-hmm. at Nick at Night on reruns. Um, and oh, that yes. discussed it, obviously. And then, Wizards of Waverly Place. That was a very, very whitewashed version of a Latin family. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, I was like, Selena Gomez is probably the other like Latina like person on TV at the time that I can think of. But I'm, I feel like for Wizards of Waverly Place, it was only one or two episodes where the mom like kind of introduced the culture. Like when she had her quinceanera, I remember that yeah. was a specific one where they really like had that yeah. as part of the storyline. Especially because like, Justin was played by a white guy. So Santana, like you, was one of the first people that I saw in my identity to share that identity with. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so are there any other Santana moments that upon reflection, like really stand out to you as instrumental in your own worldview or even in seeing yourself on television and what Santana meant to you? Yeah, um, we definitely talked about this one time we were hanging out, but whenever they did that battle, um, when she, sorry, I haven't seen, I can't remember the name of the guy. You know what I'm talking about, though. Oh, Smooth Criminal? 
yes, yes. smooth criminal that okay i will literally look at that clip all the time i think she did such a great job singing also since that song was sung by michael jackson michael jackson we're used to like a male voice but it was so cool hearing a female voice and she yeah. has such like a strong voice it was really interesting to hear that also the duet was great and then yeah. she was defending Kurt whenever she went over there. So it's also, if you think about the episode, that was so cool to see. Yeah, she was just a badass as a character, but also from all the things that I've read since Naya Rivera uh, was found, is like that she fought for her role to, not only to have a bigger role, but for her and Heather Morris to, they fought for that love story um, of the queer women um, interracial couple love story that they had um did you watch the full series or did you fall off at a certain point i fell off once they went to college i watched okay. the first season whenever santana was a college cheerleader i just remember her and Brittany talking over facetime that was about when i ended with okay story so my history was i watched it like the first three seasons and then i fell off and then before bu before we went to college i watched the whole series that summer um so in the finale in the last season she and Brittany get married um which is a nice full circle moment like because that was very important and she's honestly the reason that I kept watching uh she and Kurt and Rachel I didn't care about the new kids honestly mm-hmm. um yeah, at the school. that was another reason I fell off I didn't feel like so connected to the new kids stories as I did yeah. for the other ones like the other members or the other characters on the show I really was rooting for them like whenever Rachel was trying to get into college obviously Rachel was not one of my favorite characters yeah she'd be annoying at times but I really wanted her to like do well yeah no um someone told me recently that they felt like that the show should have either done what Degrassi does and like start with a new cast or like just ignore the college the seniors who graduate um but honestly, thinking about it, I feel like they should have just ended the McKinley storyline and just followed the students, uh, especially like the three that were in New York. Like, mm-hmm. and Finn was important at that point. Like, I didn't care about like the new kids. Well, I did after a while, but it was like much harder to like start to care when we watched these people for three seasons. And then so it's like we have three seasons of history with Rachel, Kurt, and Santana versus like two episodes with Marley or kitty that was the only one i remember marley yeah i don't think i can remember any of the other yeah um but uh what so you mentioned some of your favorite songs what are your some of your favorite moments of santana like just either dialogue or scenes or stuff that stands out to you Mm -hmm. um i think she was just a really great person she always had like witty sarcastic comments which was different from like Rachel's kind of very serious about glee aesthetic she was very like kept it real and then she also was the type of person who was like you said such a badass but you want her to be your friend like you know yeah. she's your friend she's gonna stick up for you also I really liked the beginning of her and Britney's relationship when they were just getting closer as friends but it wasn't quite a relationship yet it was kind of nice to see them just like have this chemistry as friends and then turn into something more I also loved that was like my very first time seeing a lesbian couple on tv like I definitely had seen gay couples where it's like a man and a man but seeing like two women it was very empowering to see especially because um 
I feel like they treated it as something that's just as important as straight relationships. Yeah. Which I think a lot of like younger kids watch it, like middle school, high school, which I think is really great to see. So from my high school, we actually did have a like, I would say decently large LGBTQ plus like population at school and our principal was out as lesbian. So it was really um, our like high school is very welcoming so I felt like watching that show before I went to high school was really great because I was like oh what I've seen on tv is also reflected at my school yeah and I know I feel like the writers put a lot more stock into the Kurt and Blaine relationship but I was never as invested into that as I was in Santana and Brittany um, maybe because part of it was like it's something like you said there had been gay men in relationships on television before but really there weren't a ton especially for me that was also the first encounter of uh two women who were dating um so that was very impactful but also just like Santana was magnetic in a way that the other characters weren't for me Mm -hmm. that um so I was always invested more um and like you said I really like how it was very natural it was the relationship it formed from a friendship and then eventually Santana realized that she had feelings for Brittany and Brittany realized the same thing for Santana. I think that's why I wasn't as invested in Kurt and Blaine's relationship because like whenever he met him, he already like was kind of into him while Brittany and Santana, you're introduced to them as like co-cheerleaders as friends. So it's so nice to see that form. Yeah. And we also like, there was an established history between them that we didn't have, like we saw the start of Blaine and Kurt's, like they saw, we saw their meet cute. We never, mm-hmm. we always saw Santana and Brittany. We just had that knowledge that they were friends, but we never knew their backstory besides mm-hmm. that they were friends at some point. Um, yeah. And like and you an, said, oh, go another ahead, go moment ahead. that sticks out to me. Uh, this is an, I'm just naming all the ones I look up on YouTube all the time. But um, if you remember the episode where they were doing Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, whenever um, Shu and Emma was her name. Oh, yes. Whenever yeah. they're doing Creature of the Night. Okay, the comments on that video are so, like, nice to read because they're, like, a lot of them are about Santana and Brittany. They're, like, you can see them already, like, being really lovey towards each other and being really cute. I think they were already dating at that time, but it's just so nice because even though the scene isn't about them, them in the window is just so, like, cute to see, and that's, like, yeah. my favorite part. Them in the background, especially later on when they're an established couple, like there are like sometimes like shots just like where the focus is not on them, but then you see them and they're interacting with each other. And like, it might just be the actors like ad-libbing or whatever, but, and just talking on set and it just stayed in the episode. But it was, it's always like, for whatever reason, I was always drawn to Santana and I was always drawn to Mercedes, like these powerful queens. Mm-hmm. Um and Plus, I feel like both of those characters had so much development throughout the series. Yeah. So even in the background, you can see them, like, who they are. Yeah. Um, any favorite songs of Santana that are, like, either strictly Santana or, like, where she's very heavily featured? So you mentioned the Smooth Criminal. I so. think that's the main one that I can yeah. think of. Any others or that's, like, your number one? That's my number one for sure. Yeah. I feel like Santana definitely had some bangers, even in the later seasons. Um, Mm -hmm. Girl on Fire. reminds me of like Jade and Kat from Victorious, where although they're not like the main character, they definitely will steal the show when they're singing. Yeah. And also for me, just whenever she was on screen, like I feel like similar to Sue, she just has 
when she's speaking on camera, you just can't help but like be completely interested in her and what she's saying. I think Sue Sylvester was a much more extreme version of Santana, but Santana had a lot of lines that were very Sue. And especially like the, as the show went on, they started writing more for the, the actor, like once they knew them better. Mm-hmm. and definitely hearing her wit because from all the accounts she was the wittiest person and the f- fastest and the sharpest on Glee uh, Naya Rivera was absolutely yeah um do you have any final thoughts on her legacy and what she stands for in television history yeah like I said first like lesbian like couple I saw on tv definitely had an impact on me I actually took um during my cinema media studies courses, I took a queer cinema class and we talked about how like um, the first time you see like a gay couple on TV, it really means something because it's something different and it's something you remember. And that's always going to be something I remember like watching that. Like we watched Brokeback Mountain, which is the first I've actually never seen that. <laughs> You've never seen that. Please no. watch it. It is amazing. But that um, we were talking about how that's the first time a lot of people have seen like a gay couple on TV and that was a big deal. It has Jake Gyllenhaal and yeah, Heath and Heath Ledger, it, yeah. which is why it was so like big in the news. But he was saying, our professor was saying that's a lot of people's like first movie they saw a gay couple in while Glee is for me for seeing like a lesbian couple. So that will always be something that sticks with me. I also like how they didn't necessarily make a huge deal about it. And like I said before, it was something that is going to be taken just as seriously as a straight couple, which I really appreciated. I also like how you said they got married. So it doesn't really leave the viewer hanging. It all ties in together, but that's always going to stick with me and even though I didn't like follow Naya Rivera on any social media or keep up with her career I was so sad to hear about like um her drowning just because her character just meant so much to me and I know to a lot of her friends so when I watch the show now it might just be a little bit heavier just because yeah. I know she really made a huge impact on me yeah it's definitely been the most difficult celebrity death for me personally and previously it was Corey Monteith Um, Okay, yeah. Whenever I watched Glee for the first time, that was the year he died, actually. So I never watched the show, like, pre, like, his death, before his death. So when I watched that, I was like, oh, my God, he's an amazing singer. So it was a different viewing experience for me, for sure. No, that makes complete sense, because I, yeah, because I can't imagine, like, if you are watching something where you later find out that someone died, like Heath Ledger, for example, just to mention oh, yeah. him, like but, how amazing talent and then like he's gone too soon. So mm-hmm. I watched yeah. Brokeback Mountain and um, Dark Knight after his death. So that yeah. was definitely like I felt like that was such a great talent lost. Also, like so many people have talked about him as a person, how that's such a loss. Too. Yeah. And then all the tribute posts that were posted for Naya Rivera, like specifically thinking of Kevin McHale's and Amber Riley's on Instagram. Um, Amber is just a video of her and her son singing um, together Um, and then Kevin McHale's just like the stories and just all of it is just really sad Um, so yeah it's just been a hard few weeks Um, Mm -hmm. it's even sadder to me when somebody has a kid like obviously Corey Monteith didn't have any kids still sad but like this it's just really sad that he's so young and the only solace that I find is that like she loved that her baby so much Mm -hmm. her last moments were spent saving his life 
Yeah. So. And he can also watch Glee. Too. Yeah. And like he has that to watch yeah. his mom and like what kind of, and obviously she played like a really great character, even if somebody's yeah. like parent played like a villain, if they were like a good person, it yeah. just shows their acting. Santana's very layered too. So yeah. it's like shows that his mom brought to life this incredibly raw and powerful character. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, recently, uh, Josie's dad posted. Um, oh yeah, I saw that statement. That one broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just wanted to touch one more thing before we wrap up. Um, so, do you know you you saw the episode where she came out to her abuela, right? Yes, which I definitely can relate to. Um, so I'm bisexual, and I had to come out to my parents, which was really hard. Um, because I told them before college, I was like, hey, I just want to let you know I am attracted to both men and women. And I actually thought of that episode. I watched it a couple days before I came out to my parents just because I um, really related to her character and I could totally like, like that episode really meant a lot to me. Yeah. Um, I, since you didn't watch the wedding episode, Sue's wedding gift to Santana is bringing the abuela and she accepts her finally that's great so i know i don't know if you ever caught up on that but i know because like i caught up on the wedding but i didn't know about sue's gift that's such a sue like moment though like she seems like such a hard ass kind of and then when it comes down to it she really does care we could do a whole glee podcast one day with all the glee thoughts but jeff definitely wanted to touch on naya rivera and i know because like the Latin abuela is like, or in Brazilian culture, uh, avó is like such a presence in the Latin community. Like she's the matriarch of the Latin family. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's um, like how it is for my family for sure. Like um, my, I call her my Mimi, but she lives in Guatemala and she's definitely yeah. someone we like think of. Yeah. And like anytime I see like, have you ever watched One Day at a Time? The Netflix show? No, you've been telling me to watch okay. it though. I totally need to. It also has a powerful or Jane the Virgin. Hand. We talked about that. How yes, the I need abuela, to watch that. Yeah, yeah. The well, that one is definitely a really good reference. I'll watch Jane the Virgin when you watch one day. At a yes. Time. Okay, and then we'll yeah brief Gloria. Um, oh, Gloria Kellett, not Calderon Kellett, um, who created One Day at a Time. She's fantastic on Twitter, and she's really a great resource for anyone who is trying to get into the industry as a writer, as a creator. Um, she's been putting out Twitter threads being like, if you are in this identity, like South Asian, if you are a member of the South Asian community, please put your information below and hopefully some writers will contact you or at least read it, read your page and remember you if you're tweeting. Um, she's a great follow for anyone who's considering getting in the industry and she created a fantastic show one at a time, um, which I feel like She's been also very active since Naya Rivera's passing about the Latin community with the Emmys and stuff like that, like remembering Latin representation on television. Mm-hmm. Um, any final words about Naya, Santana, Glee, anything? We're going to get you back on to talk about a lighter topic. I already have you in pencil for Wendy Wu sometime soon. Oh my God, yes. I love Wendy Wu. But um, in terms of Glee and Santana, I definitely am more inclined to rewatch the show now and focus on Santana from the beginning because I feel like when I watched it first I was focusing more on like the Rachel like storyline which is what most people focus on but I'm definitely going to rewatch it and focus more on like her character development and I'm glad that she was able to finish like such a great show and that we will all have that to remember her by 
Yeah, and the millions of people that were affected by her and her story and her, the characters she brought to life and just were saw themselves in her was mm-hmm. incredible. Um, I guess that's everything I have. Uh, and then we'll get you back on here to talk Wendy Wu yes. soon. Um, and stay tuned. We have some fun prog podcast coming up this is just very important tribute that i needed to put out there for my own grieving process i guess um andrea thank you so much thanks for having me i really loved talking about santana and naya rivera it was really great to remember did it help you at all like yeah i was really i'm weird with celebrity deaths like i almost don't believe it and Till I like start looking up stuff and or like watching stuff they've been in and I'm like oh wow like this person isn't around anymore so yeah. I felt like it was really good to like talk about it and just remember her rather than like I mean we're all so preoccupied with things right now it was great to yeah. just sit down and really focus on that no that I really relate to that statement because even when I know that she's gone and when I'm watching the clips it still doesn't feel real at times and so like you said, because we didn't know her personally, it's just, this has actually been a really helpful, like, series of interviews. You said, I remember how we felt sitting by the water, and every time I look at you, it's like the first time I fell in love with a careless man's careful daughter. She is the best thing that's ever been. Congratulations. Normally you dress like the fantasy of a perverted Japanese businessman with a very dark specific fetish, but I actually dig this look. From black cucaracha to a bullfighting mariachi, why don't you just dress up as the Taco Bell Chihuahua and bark the theme song to Dora the Explorer? Everything about you screams virgin. You're about as sexy as a cabbage patch kid. It's exhausting to look at you. We're here with another guest to talk about the legacy of Naya Rivera. We're here with Danielle. Danielle, hello. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, this one is definitely more of a somber podcast than Get a Clue. Oh, yeah, for sure. But once a Gleek, always a Gleek. So, yes. So, yeah, just get us started with your history of Glee before we talk about the specifics of Naya Rivera and Santana Lopez. Uh, So, I was an OG Gleek from, like, I remember when the pilot aired, um, and I don't, 
I mean, I've always been a show tunes girl, you know that. So when like they were advertising Glee and Miss Leah came on singing A Dream to Dream, I was like, this show is for me. Um, so then I watched throughout middle school and high school. I kind of, I'm like also kind of a fake fan because I stopped around season four-ish because it kind of did a whole change up with like new people and everything else. And I thought high school was hard. So I was like, I don't have time to watch Glee anymore. Uh, (laughs) LOL. Um, But yeah, I mean, I literally had t-shirts, tote bags, all the Glee merch. It was a time and it just combined my favorite things of like and stuff I could relate to with people. I mean, I would say they were around my age, but these were like 30 year olds playing 16 year olds but the substance was relatable plus like the whole mix of show tunes and popular songs and just like everything else I feel like it just exposed me to so much so I'm very grateful for Glee even though looking back a lot of it is kind of problematic at Mr. Shoe so we're not gonna at him today but he is that's a different podcast where we at all the terrible things he did yeah that's that's another story we're here for now so. Yeah, uh, you mentioning the tote bags and all the swag reminded me of how salty I was and recently have become again that my parents didn't let me go to the Glee concert um, oh. when they were in Boston. And then in Spanish class and essay, Miss Caroline, I'm not going to say her last name. I remember she was like, oh my God, Felipe, you would have loved it. And I was like, of course I would have. And then knowing that that would have been the only chance I would have gotten to see Naya Rivera and Corey Montine perform. Now I'm very salty. Oh, yeah, I remember I didn't even get to see the Glee movie in theaters. I think I was on vacation and like I didn't go to the Glee concert either. And I was like thinking about that when Corey passed. And I was thinking about that again when Naya passed. And I was like, man, I would have been living my absolute best life. Yeah, that would have been my first concert too. Oh, it would have been the perfect first concert. I look at clips from that video and like when Naya passed, like, yeah. Valerie kept going around and I was like so good and oh yeah also in my Glee intro that you mentioned Corey I'll probably get into Corey again later he'll probably yeah but I say that Leonardo DiCaprio was part of my sexual awakening but so was Corey Monteith he was like the first background on my like first cell phone ever like I loved him Uh, and yeah. yeah That was such an emotional day. This might be a hot take, but I was an early on. What's their ship name? Santana and Finn? I shipped them before Santana. Um, you Sin? No. Santana? Fintana? It might have been Hello? Fintana. Yeah, Fintana. you're here. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was Fintana. I feel like Sin wouldn't have been it. Um, I never shipped them as a couple because I was a hard Finchel. <laughs> Classic Danielle classic i'm always here for the most basic of ships but i am here for their friendship i was very much i mean yeah i was here for their friendship except for when he problematically like outed outed her her, yeah um but when he did sing the slow down version of girls just want to have fun i did enjoy that yeah that's always bothered me is like how they kind of brushed it under the rug how problematic what he did was it didn't even feel like slightly remorse. It almost felt like it was because she was not accepted by her grandma and that's why they did it. But he's the reason that like she was forced out of the closet. Yeah. 
but yeah, this is I, not a Finn podcast. This is a Santana podcast. Yeah, you're here for Santana. Yeah. So, um, as a straight white woman, you are very different than the other guests that I had, where they have one aspect of identity that Santana represented. But obviously, Santana touched many people, and I kind of wanted to capture that with this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, what was Santana's impact on you when watching Glee? Um. Yeah, I was actually trying to think about what I exactly wanted to say because I know she meant a lot to a lot of people from different walks of life. And as a straight white woman, I was like, what? Like, I not that I was at a loss because I was very sad when I heard what happened. And like watching Glee, she was a big part of it. And in my eyes, I feel like watching her because when Naya joined Glee the character of Santana was only supposed to really be there for like an episode or two. She was very background. Yeah. Very background, like low key character really wasn't supposed to be an integral part of the show. And now fast forward, I've seen some later episodes and like, I know what happens. And like, even as I was watching throughout seasons one, two, three, and part of four, like she got upgraded to main cast. And I think that just like as a testament to her, power as an actress and her voice and what she represented and how people reacted to her because I mean it was literally a Michelle show I feel like before she kind of came along and I just enjoyed watching her grow and her character's arc because as we mentioned she means a lot to the Latina community the queer community like her whole character arc was just, I think, very well done. And she was given, she gave a voice to so many people and I respect that. And then me, I just enjoyed watching her growth as an actress and a person. And it also was nice to see her, cause she kept it real. Like she told everyone yeah. exactly how it was and like checked them. And I was like, that's what that show honestly needed. And she gave competition to Rachel Berry and like all those characters and really popped off, so. Yeah. And um, Goldie, who will, listeners will have heard, but you haven't obviously yet because this is recorded later. Um, she said that Naya and Heather actually fought for more uh, inclusion in the show mm-hmm. um, and a queer woman storyline that it was very much their fight to make it happen and to continue it mm-hmm. um, even after like season two and stuff. Um, so I didn't know that. And that's actually really impactful to hear, mm-hmm. um, that like, she really pushed for that and like fought for that storyline because I don't know about you, but that was the first lesbian couple I ever saw on mainstream television. Oh, for sure. That was, I mean, yeah, that's definitely, I think the first lesbian couple, maybe even queer couple in general. I mean, besides other Glee storylines, that was the first yeah. time ever seen a show in general show that to me and I we were like what 12 13 well in hindsight there was like Carol and Susan on Friends but like that was not our time that was not our time and that was also there's a totally problematic representation of it yeah exactly it became a butt of the joke in the Friends yeah they were very very like if they happened before they were very like not fleshed out and nuanced and real yeah like Oh, keep going. Okay. I was just gonna say that they really treated this like any normal relationship, not tried to make it either a joke or like fetishize it as two women 
Like, yeah, for sure. It was very real. I mean, the only other show you could probably think of I didn't watch it would be Will and Grace for queer. Yeah. There, but that's really it. Like you said, this was the first lesbian couple I think I've seen on television. And I know Ellen had her whole coming out episode, but I don't like obviously that was before our time. Yeah. So. Before our time, and then the show got canceled. Yeah. So the fact that this also happened in the I mean, Brittany and Santana started developing, obviously, throughout, from the beginning, throughout the show. Yeah. Seasons two or three, they were basically a thing. They were, like, together. Yeah. And then they got married at the end. Yeah, and then they got married at the end, which was, like, season six. So the fact that this became normalized throughout the show and the show. Yeah. And the audiences were still receptive and people yeah. were, oh, my God, about it. It's so- also shows i'm gonna give a quick shout out to the choir room podcast with matt and amon um uh they're doing a glee rewatch and they pointed out a few like tidbits in season one where like there's hints of santana only being attracted to britney or women like when um she and finn hook up and she's like and finn's like is that what is that supposed to like are you supposed to feel any different she's like i never felt different like and like you just get used to that was like a hint that like maybe she was into Britney at that time and like obviously I don't think they were intentional but like looking back we can like retcon them um anyways uh so do you is there any other impact of Santana and Naya that you want to discuss I mean her songs as well like her oh I have that later I have that was later okay I would say her cover of Valerie was one of my favorites and I remember (laughs) this is probably well not stupid but kind of stupid like obviously what we were like 12 13 like I said when that came out and I remember listening to that song and the boy I liked at the time liked a girl named Valerie so I listened to the Glee cover of Valerie all the time being like yeah (laughs) I am dead yeah that is, see, like, the personal connections we have, like, um, to go to another Santana song, I Will Survive, Survivor, like, I remember, like, that got me through, like, a hard, like, high school drama sort yeah. of, like, session. I was, I was just, like, listening to that on repeat. I'm like, Miss Naya, come through. Yeah, I mean, she had a voice. And, uh, and Miss Amber. We cannot disrespect Miss Amber in that track yeah. either. The River Deep Mountain High um, cover yeah. was also very good. I... Yeah, I was looking, I remember I got my Spotify, like, end of the decade thing this year. My top artist of the decade was... Gleecast? Yeah, it was Gleecast. Same. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and this year, it's just going to be Santana songs. I can, like, there's going to be others, but, like, the top 100, anything that's Glee is probably going to have Santana in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like like I said, hers were the... Yeah, I mean, it always does, mostly Santana, but... Like this year, especially. I was listening um, to your Santana playlist the other day. And I was like, yes. And then I made a 23rd birthday playlist, which I make a playlist every year. And like 10 of the songs, Santana songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because like that's what's with me right now. Um, I'll link the playlist in the show notes for this podcast. Uh, anyways. Uh, so yes, yeah, Santana and was a presence in our, when we were growing up. But like upon reflection, and you kind of touched us on this a little bit, like, can you discuss, like, what Santana, 
what you think of Santana upon reflection, knowing her full story, knowing like your worldview today, like how you see the world. Did Santana impact that at all? And like with hindsight, you feel like she or even the show at large, like impacted your understanding of society and the world. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I didn't finish Glee, but I do know what happens. And I do know like Brittany and Santana get married. And I mean, if we're reflecting on Santana now at this point, I was watching in the beginning of quarantine, I was doing a little bit of a Glee rewatch of season one. And then when Naya passed, I was watching Glee again, but I was kind of just like picking and choosing my favorite episodes. My favorite episodes, by the way, Rocky Horror Glee Show, even though that might be the most problematic. That definitely is the most problematic. Yeah. I don't know. I just like the songs and the New York episode. um, Yeah. Nationals are my favorites. Um, But yeah, I think just the representation for especially I think the queer community because I had seen I feel like Latina and people of color characters before I mean obviously needs more representation but that wasn't something specifically new to me but to see that at a time when we were kind of all coming into our own sexualities and like figuring out our orientations and what we like and you know I think that kind of opened my eyes a little more because I was from like suburban New York. Like I did not know a gay person when I was like 11 or 12 at all. And like no one, like you were in school and everyone was just like, oh, like just assumptive, you know, of like boy and girl heterosexual. That's what everybody is. That's what you think. Cause that's all I really saw on TV before that. And like no one really talked about it. So I think. Santana and Brittany and all the other queer storylines specifically within Glee kind of opened up conversation and dialogue and to have that at our for us specifically at a time when we were kind of coming into our own I feel like kind of opened a lot of doors for people and for me as like a white straight female like opened my eyes to everyone out there and the possibilities out there because even like characters like Unique right character like that never even like crossed my mind before I watched Glee. I was still watching Glee at that point. So I think it was just an eye-opening experience and just open doors yeah. to acceptance and kind of seeing that there's more people out there than what like television and movies had shown us before, you know? Yeah, no, exactly everything you said kind of sums up like the representation. And like, I know you mentioned that you had seen Latinx characters on TV before, um, and Andrea and I talked about it, but like the intersectionality of her being a queer Latina woman, especially one who is femme presenting, like yes. um, like she's more traditionally feminine than many of the other queer women we had seen on television at that time. Yeah, um, sure. She and Brittany. Um, so like that was huge for a lot of people, um, especially someone like, myself and Andrea and stuff like that um but yeah so it's just like really important her what she means to the community yeah like to all these communities but also to like society because she like is kind of the first person to a lot of people that like kind of introduces a lot of these topics and themes Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and I remember also like watching 
recently the clip again when she like comes out to her grandma yeah and her grandma's like no like go home and like or like leave like i don't like want to talk to you about this like you should have never told me i don't know yeah. i was like sitting there and i almost started crying again it was only like the two minute clip of it and i was like i think also the realness they portrayed of like the coming out experience in that way and like showing the reaction from like her grandmother someone from the older generation like a latina woman like yeah especially like the latina matriarch sort of thing that's yeah, like very in that culture instead yeah. of just kind of whitewashing it over and kind of making it seem like like she's gonna come out and everything's gonna be a-okay and fine you know and that's not to say that like there are not white people who have that same experience where they're shunned but like this is very like that was very prevalent like that's a very latinx yeah for sure that's not yeah coming out will always be everyone's own journey and it can be very difficult for some regardless of your background but I think that was definitely something to take note of as well. Yeah. Um, now it's time to like remember Naya in a more like in her best moments, best songs. What are some of your favorite Santana moments in the history of Glee? So weird. You mentioned Valerie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and these can include, um, these are not just songs if you want. Like, obviously the songs stand out the most, but like, are there any Santana lines or moments of character, like dialogue mm-hmm. or whatever? So just include all of that when you're... Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those two, um, I remember when she did Smooth Criminal. That was really good. I, like, specifically remember that, like, in my head, like, and I remember watching it being, like, this is, like, so good. Um, One-liner specifically, I, like, can't remember any off the top of my head. I don't know why. But she was the character that always made me laugh the most in that show, like, for sure. Like, her timing was just there, and, like, she'll literally just say one sentence, and it was just, like, the best part of the scene. I... And I think that's a testament because I remember, like, after she passed, a lot of obviously Glee cast and people she had worked with and was friends with were saying, like, their experience, like, as her friend and, like, on sets and stuff. And the fact that she was very much kind of like Santana in that way of just always being the funniest person in the room, but also, like, loving so hard and caring so hard. I think that's a testament to her character. And I also I think it was Kevin McHale tweeted a video um of her and Corey like on the back lot like it was late at night it was dark and all these fans had like gathered um, yeah I know what video you're talking about yeah yeah and like they were making sure to get pictures of everyone like sign everything like after a long day of working and he had tweeted like this is a testament to her character like and how deeply she like cared about everyone and like took the time to like listen and be there and I was like on like I like have so much respect for celebrities in that way too like that appreciate their fans so much and yeah and then I like if you go on like her social media feed and you can just see how much she like loved her family and like she's a great person you know yeah uh I kind of lost my train of thought just like reflecting on everything that you were saying um trying to capture it um but just mentioning her family like it's um 
sorry. Uh, it's like representative of the fact that the most important thing in the world to her was her little baby boy mm-hmm. and her last moments were saving his life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everything you said that like she loved very deeply, like mm-hmm. everyone around her, especially her little baby. Um, that was just, sorry, you kind of like, got me no you're good i mean yeah i it was yeah that was a day that was sad yeah the fact i just like can't i don't know like my beliefs of higher beings or whatever but like the fact that they were like trying to find her for almost a week and like she they found her like on the day Corey passed so like anniversary you know yeah they're definitely i feel like that doesn't that's not like coincidence you know yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to remember what I was thinking of. Uh, I think it was something about like how like her lines. Yes. Okay. When um, have you listened to Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz? They have a podcast. I've seen. I was watching. It was actually kind of funny because like before it was even reported that everything had happened, I was watching like YouTube clips of them recording some of their podcasts. And Heather Morris and Naya were like on her nose clips of that. Yeah. Um, they have talked about how, especially as the show went on, they wrote more and more for the people, like the cast, instead of the characters, mm-hmm. because they became the characters and they took from their personality so much. And so everything about Santana being so quick-witted and like snarky and savage, but also like loving and full mm-hmm. of heart, that was like completely in character of Naya Rivera herself. So, um, yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is when Brittany comes up to her and says, I'm pregnant. And she's like, my secret, your secret's safe with me. And then she like literally turns around and I think it's Tina is right there. And she's like, oh my God, Brittany's pregnant. And then. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's such oh, a gossip. <laughs> such a gossip. I think I remember it had to be the Rocky Horror Glee episode, I think. And, um, it was like her and Brittany and they like Finn was finding out that he had to be like shirtless on stage and um she like called him like a Pillsbury doughboy or something uh, I, did. <laughs> I was yeah. like like oh you can't be like pa- like packing down all those sloppy joes every day and like not like and then some about me though um <laughs> also when um she when Finn was like I'm gonna do a kissing booth and she's like I've kissed Finn it's not worth it. It is not worth a buck. I would, however, pay $100 to jiggle one of his man boobs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Santana. Classic Santana. I love uh, her so much. And then she, when she, like, went on, like, slightly problematic, um, when Rachel broke her nose, and she's like, I'm sure that she's looked into nose reduction surgery. I'm sure Sam has gone in to look at the doctor for lip reductions. And I'm sure that Tina went in to look at deslanting her eyes and Tina's like that's incredibly racist and she's like I'm keeping it real I'm like Santana you can't say that yeah that's so bad but that just you saying that just reminded me of when they when um she sang Trouty Mal yeah uh, <laughs> that song's been stuck in my head lately um there's also the one that when she's like breaks down for Britney and she's like I just try to be honest with people when I think that they suck oh <laughs> Oh, yeah 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 i remember that 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 clip was floating around on twitter a lot too uh, oh, that also just reminded me 
the landslide cover. I think uh, that's what I said. Yeah, let's get into songs. That one was good. That one yeah. was good. And I remember another thing about Glee too is like we like I said, we were young. And I remember I did not watch that episode probably till I got to college because my mom, I think she would like go online and like read like the parents guide to some of the episodes. So she was like, that one's inappropriate. You can't watch it. Oh, I'd like to think that your mom was like, this is an episode about sex and not an episode about uh, Santana coming out. But that's because it's called Sexy. And that's the one where they're like, that's the one where they are like, she was going to demonstrate putting the condom on the cucumber. Yeah, like and then the sex education. And then Finn's like, wait, cucumbers can give you STDs. And Mercedes is like, I had cucumbers in my salad. <laughs> Yes, but yeah, I finally watched it. Yeah, my mom didn't want me to watch it because of all the sexual stuff. My mom was yeah. like very much a sex scene in movie, Danielle, close your eyes kind of <laughs> person. I mean, I feel like a lot of moms were like that because also yeah. sex and sex education still has not been normalized in society, but that's a yeah. whole other topic for another day. Yeah, so. but so you watched that episode in college and Landslide. Yes, and the Landslide one stuck. I think yeah. then also these girls just want to have fun in that episode too, right? No, that's a season three episode. The one right after he outs her. Okay. I'm getting all my story. I think it's called I Kissed a Girl because they not so subtly saying I Kissed a Girl. Mm, yeah. Oh, when Santana sings Mine. Yeah, that one breaks me. I love that yeah. one. That's on my playlist. Um, yeah. Just to get some other, like I, you, have you listened to her cover of Don't Rain on My Parade? From when yeah. she shows Rachel up like and auditioning and showing yeah. Rachel that she can do it too. Yeah, yeah. I like that version better. I love Gloria that they do um, in season five. Um, mm -hmm. Like a version is always a Santa because that's the first time we hear Santana sing. Um, my favorite Santana episode, I think, is uh, season two, the one they go to sectionals. I think it's called Special Education. I'm not sure. Oh. Um, but the one where Rachel finds out that Santana and Finn slept together. And I feel like that's another great Santana episode. And then she sings Valerie. Yes. Okay. I was going to ask if that was a Valerie episode because I'm obviously all misconjumbled. Yeah. Um, I have to rewatch. I really, I need to do a Glee rewatch now after this. Yeah. Well, Miss Naomi is watching it right now. So I definitely want to hop on some episode Netflix parties, especially if they're my favorite episodes. Yeah. Like, um, but anyways, uh, were there any songs that you didn't mention? I want to give you, like, the time before. Um, I listened to, um, at your recommendation, um, the Here Comes the Sun cover. And I was like, oh, that was really good. Uh, but yeah, I think those are all my favorites that I can think of um, with Santana, for sure. Um, that, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just really tragic what happened. And like, I've been personally affected by it. I know you have, like, everyone can have their connection to a character. It doesn't matter if they identify with them or not. Like, she was a powerhouse on screen, off screen. Yeah. And it's just really tragic that this could have been preventable. Mm -hmm. This has happened before. They just need better signage. And it's really upsetting that yeah. it took another life to leave this planet for yeah. this to hopefully enact change but who even knows yeah i remember reading like that there's petitions going around that like whirlpools and things like this 
are not uncommon in that yeah. like other people have passed due to it and it's just astounding that the proper precautions have not been taken to put up a sign like it's not that hard or like warn people to wear their life vests like take extra precaution you know and yeah. yeah I just overall I'm so glad that you're doing this episode and like yeah like you said like I think we all I think every character in Glee was relatable in some way but I think especially the Santana arc was so important and even if people really don't I guess relate to her like she was still part of our childhood if you yeah an avid glee watcher and just seeing someone so young with so much talent like pass is always so sad and like she was on um that show she was like doing a show with neo that just got picked up on stars like it was yeah it was like going on stars and And she was like getting ready for another season with it right yeah and like there was just so much i feel like like going for her and like i mean not to say that there wasn't before yeah like she was a star and like a shining star and like she had so much more to like give exactly know? yeah it's just really really upsetting but we're gonna continue to remember her legacy and never forget because mm-hmm. she was that queen mm-hmm. yeah um do you have anything else that you want to mention about this before we wrap up or uh i think i, I think i hit everything do you have anything yeah. else you want to say um just like yeah naya was very influential to me as a person like santana mm-hmm. um by far and away even before everything she was always my favorite character on glee um so it's just been a difficult few weeks and mm-hmm. i doubt that it's ever gonna stop being sad but yeah. i definitely like healing is important this has been very cathartic mm-hmm. um so yeah um we're gonna get you back on to talk about some more lighter subjects in the future as you know yes um excited always glad to be here (laughs) exactly yeah um but with that i think we're gonna wrap up this interview and yeah no problem thank you for joining us and remember just keep on remembering Mm -hmm. naya Okay. That's the stream Felipe's Santana Lopez playlist. It's yes, I'll link it in the notes. Rachel's got a bit of a schnoz. I mean, I wouldn't know because like Medusa, I try to avoid eye contact with her.
As someone who was a closeted lesbian in a small town Ohio high school, seeing Naira Vera portray a closeted lesbian in a small town Ohio high school was just earth shattering. Uh, before Santana, there was such limited representation for lesbians, and having her made me feel so much less alone. I went through a lot of uh, self-hate growing up around being gay, and Santana came at such a pivotal time for me and helped me start to feel more acceptance around my sexuality. She brought not only such important representation, but a sense of community with other people going through a similar thing. I actually found my first girlfriend through Glee Tumblr, and none of this would have been possible if not for Naya Rivera, who was one of the biggest proponents of the Britney and Santana relationship and really pushed for the representation that Santana gave us. Santana made me, a depressed, closeted lesbian, feel acceptance and less alone in a time that was really tough for myself. None of it would have been possible without Naya Rivera and how hard she pushed to give representation to a group that at the time had very little. She's just a girl and she's on fire Hotter than a fantasy Catastrophe, but she knows she can fly away. Oh, she got both feet on the ground and she's burning it down. Oh, she got her head in the clouds and she's not backing down. This girl is on fire. Legend has it that when I came out of my mother, I told the nurse she was fat. Maybe try rocking back and forth. People do that in movies. No, because I just try to be really, really honest with people when I think that they suck. Do I even start with Naya Rivera? Naya was, is, always has been, always will be a legend and a damn superstar. From the very first time that I heard her sing on Glee in Like a Virgin, I was first appalled that Ryan Murphy had gone nearly 15 episodes before he gave her a chance to sing. And even in that song, she only had a few lines. Um, but, you know, fortunately for us, Ryan saw the potential in Naya that the rest of us saw. And he gave her the platform to shine in front of millions of people week after week. And she really did shine. Whether it was acting, singing, dancing, facial expressions, literally every single thing that she contributed to the show was incredible. The, every scene that she was in, every performance that she was a part of, it was better because Naya was there. 
Um, I was a huge fan of Glee from the moment it started, and I can vividly remember re-watching her performances over and over and over and over again on my DVR, specifically um, River Deep Mountain High and Songbird and Valerie. Like, I would literally watch it, rewind, watch it again, rewind, watch it again. That's how obsessed I was. And I didn't do that with every performance. It was literally Naya's because I was just so drawn to her as a performer. Um, and then I got super invested in Santana in season three as her storyline became more about her being a lesbian teenager, which, you know, really resonated with me and so many other LGBTQ teenagers at the time. Um, I think that Santana truly became a beacon of hope for all of us and someone to look up to as she sat as she battled her inner saboteur and you know the inner demons and also her loved ones who were refusing to accept who she was you know watching a strong beautiful talented latina woman representing my community that i felt so proud to be a part of was huge for me and something that I really looked forward to every single week and something that I still hold with me to this day because it was just so special to be a part of that and I will never ever forget how I felt watching her um, in those times specifically when I was still in the closet in high school scared in a small conservative town just like her I mean she really just helped me get through so much and you know she kicked ass she was fiercely loyal she didn't care what other people thought and I really believe that I am who I am today partly because of Santana but of course you know Naya was so much more than Santana. She was a mom. She was a friend. And quite frankly, she was an icon. And she truly, truly will be so missed. You know, when I heard the news about Naya, uh, my heart <laughs> literally almost stopped. I, I think I went into shock. I started having a panic attack. I didn't know what to do because I just felt so confident that she was going to be on our radar forever, making movies, making music you know, on social media, sharing pictures of her family and her life. She had such, you know, such a great life. And to see it cut so short, it's just, it's hard to watch. And it's it's also just weird to grieve someone that you didn't even know. Um, and I know that for some people, you know, watching scenes that she was in or old performances or listening to the songs can really help. Um, but for me, it's not like that. I actually try to avoid those things because seeing and hearing her right now just still makes it so much worse. Um, so what I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, there are a lot of different ways to grieve. And if you are someone that can, you know, use those platforms like, you know, her songs and, and her scenes to, to help work through this, that's great. And if you're someone like me that can't, and is struggling to figure out still how to cope and, and wrap your head around it, you know, just know you're not alone. Um, but all we can do is just, you know, 
stay strong together and be here for each other and love each other. And we can and will get through this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my heart goes out to Naya and her family and her friends. And, of course, the cast of Glee who has been through so much. And all of the fans who are in the same boat right now. We love you so much, Naya. And you will never, ever be forgotten. Stop making a fool out of me.